0: Welcome to the Industry Horror Coffin Cast. I'm your host, Nathan, and well, originally, originally, I was thinking of, you know, since Jurassic World Dominion will be out in theaters, and I was thinking of probably for an hour and a half of why Jurassic World Dominion should have just stuck with the plot of when Steven Spielberg was trying to make a another Jurassic Park movie that was known as Jurassic Park Extinction, which, by the way, I looked at that plot summary, and I felt not only that would be a great Jurassic Park movie, but that felt even Michael Crichton would have written that as well. But instead of having to hear... An hour and a half tangent about why they should have done that plot instead of what Jurassic World Dominion ended up with. I mean, yes, it's great to have the original cast return, which, by the way, that's a point for them. But I don't know if at some point they're together, but I haven't seen the movie, but I'm still curious of what the movie is about. But instead of talking about Jurassic World Dominion or a Jurassic Park movie. Instead I was trying to figure out what this blinking red light in my hand was all about. Apparently it means I'm 30 years old. But if it was in the book I would have I would have that blinking nine years earlier because in the book. It would have a blinking red light when you turned 21. And in the book, they don't ever mention once about the carousel, but in this movie, apparently I have to sacrifice to the carousel to renew life as levitate towards a crystal, and then I explode. You're probably wondering... What the heck am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about the 1976 movie, Logan's Run. Which, Logan 5 is played by Michael York. He is a Sandman. They go after the runners. To be honest, it's interesting where they go with the plot and world building. And Francis is a terrifying Sandman has no remorse for runners, and doesn't question a thing on how this society is run. There is also, apparently, something called Cuz, which, in a sense, is just wild humans. Wogan's Run is one of those movies that feel kind of dated, but you appreciate... Of what it was about. Now personally. When I first heard about Logan's Run. I kind of knew it. Only because of that family guy. Family guy gag. Of Brian mentioning. Have you ever seen Logan's Run? And they even mentioned about. Are you kidding me? What about Snoopy? He's about 50. That's the only reason why I knew about Logan's Run. That was one of the only few things. I remember about. Logan's Run so I thought it would be perfect timing on my 30th birthday to watch the movie Logan's Run but I have to say this when I heard about Logan's Run and I've seen the trailer of Logan's Run the movie that I ended up getting was not the one that I expected but at the same time it was what I expected I know that doesn't make sense But hear me out. The ending for this movie, I didn't expect. I thought it would be more of a somber twist ending. I thought it would be they they found sanctuary, but turns out, the twist. They went in circles and they are in the middle of the carousel and both Logan and Jessica die. Also, there is apparently a bizarre Jellicoe Cats reference. As I said, I really appreciate where they were going with this movie. And this was at the point that it didn't quite hit the pinnacle before... The pinnacle of sci-fi films before Star Wars. It quite wasn't there... But lately, a lot more people have been talking about this movie because it's almost similar, in a way, to our timeline in some ways. But instead of runners, these days, we call conspiracy theorists, when you think about it. I mean, we don't obliterate the conspiracy theorists, but in a way, it kind of... It kind of ties into what our world is these days, or the thought of, of what we thought the world would be. At that time, malls were on the rise, and they thought that our society would be, you know, mostly the living spaces, to the point would be we would live in an endless mall. And also, some people might interpret it as a way of, you know, some people see some alliteration in and, and entertainment, and I kind of saw some signs of, uh, holy shoot, this might have some communism symbolism in some ways. I mean, for Pete's sakes, they had a red floating flower in the middle of the carousel. I mean, what else would you think of? But as I said before and I'll say again, uh, this movie is not what you expect. Is this movie really a horror movie? Not to say, but it kind of shows the demonstration of... in a way of how far of what if a society came to the point of not questioning of everything that is going wrong around them. Doesn't question about, you know, why are we obliterating these runners? Why are we being eliminated once we turn 30? Are we, is there really an afterlife? Or do we just get renewed? There were a lot of questions with with some subtlety... That were being asked about. But a lot of people. Would just pretty much see about how. The costumes were not. You know. I mean I can't complain. With the costumes. It's just that's what. They were thinking around that time. Of what the costumes would be. And definitely I appreciate the journey. And I didn't expect them of the journey, by the way, this is a spoiler, the journey of finding out that people can age because they are—they were so used to, you know, mostly just being to the point of being around their youth, never actually knowing the meaning of actually being old, of being old or being elderly. And not even getting the chance of being being full wisdom as well. I don't know. Maybe I'm just really deeply interpreting what this movie is about. But I highly recommend people check out this movie. Especially if you are turning the age of 30. Coming up, I definitely recommend people check out Logan's Run. It's a movie that you expect, but at the same time, you don't expect. And I give this three and a half out of five white crystals in palm of hand. Now, of course, let me just say uh, Jessica is played by Jenny Agutter, which for some people is is very familiar. She is in this one well-known, well-known movie that I kind of forgot, but I remember her being uh, because she was in the movie An American Werewolf in London. And also, Farrah Fawcett has a brief, you know, brief appearance in this movie. She even has a key point, but I don't want to mention what that key point is. And also, bizarrely enough, I have never been so terrified of a robot that was named Box. Box was scary, because he had this subtlety of being friendly. And even kind of having the wisdom, in some ways, of Yoda. And this is before Yoda existed. And then you find out, well, I don't want to spoil, but as I said, I have never been so terrified, never think in my life, that I'd be terrified of a robot that was named Box. But yeah, I definitely recommend people check out this science fiction classic. And the soundtrack is fantastic as well. I couldn't get half of the songs out of my head. And the set designs were definitely interesting in that time of the 1970s as well. A lot of people say it kind of reminds them about the, you know, Disney World's Epcot in some ways. Which I could sort of see. And, and to me, it reminds me of Tomorrowland at Disneyland in some ways as well. But yeah, I definitely recommend people check it out. Uh, I definitely recommend people check out this movie if they have the time. Especially if you're a fan of science fiction and you want to understand, you know... Before science fiction hit the pinnacle... That was known as Star Wars and many well-known other properties. at science fiction properties. This one gives you a feeling. Yes, it's also dystopian. But also, in some bizarre way, it's the rarity of a dystopian society that gives you hope. Now take what... With that of what I just said, and thank you all for listening. Now, if you excuse me, I gotta run away because I don't want people to know that I've turned 30. But before I do, as we close the lid on this episode of the Industry Horror Coffee Cast, I really do appreciate all of you industry horror hearers and casual listeners out there. Now, if you excuse me, I gotta hide away from some Sandman. Hey, there he is! Oh, gotta go! (laughs) Thank you all for listening to this episode of The Industry Horror. Coffee Casa Real do appreciate all the industry whore here and casual listeners out there. This episode is brought to you by Industry Horror. Industry Horror employs autistic adults both at the store and at the warehouse in the trades of silkscreen printing stickers, banners, and more. No matter how large or how small, either your business or your gathering, we you would be happy to help out with your silkscreen printing needs and you would help continue on with autism employment. If you are interested, you can contact industryhorror at gmail.com or industryhorror.com. And you can also contact social media on Instagram. We have Industry Horror, so just Industry Horror on Instagram. And also Facebook as well, if you want to contact them that way as well. Also, if you want to shop, you can shop IndustryHorror.com or Or if you just so happen to be stopping by the Ventura County area, stop on by the store off of 518 East Main Street in downtown Ventura. Now, the next episode of the Industry Horror Coffee Cast, well, let's just say this. When my dad turned 30, this movie was everywhere. Was in theaters everywhere. But when I turned 30. There are psychos everywhere. What the heck did I do I mean? Could it be that I might be implying. I might be reviewing another Alfred Hitchcock movie. Maybe. Maybe not. The only way you can find out. Is to listen to the next episode. Of the Industry Horror Coffee Cast. I really do appreciate all the industry horror hearers and casual listeners out there. You can listen to this episode and many more episodes of the Industry Horror Coffee Cast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor.fm, wherever you can listen to podcasts. Give it a listen.